When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Luke. Can you hear me? I can now. Oh, God, what happened there? We got muted. Sorry about that, folks. Um, Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas, Luke? You all right? Yeah, blinder. No, it's all good. Uh, family over, which uh, they've been tested, by the way. They've been they've done their PCRs all? and all that jazz. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, no, great. Obviously, kids loved it. That's the main thing. Um, tired, but it's all good. Well, you? yeah, not too bad. Yeah, we're doing a an impromptu stream for ga- looking back at game week 19, looking ahead to game week 20. Um, it's two grizzled managers around 250k in the world. Um, but you know us of old, of course, if you've been on the channel before. If you listen to Top Guns or Black Box, you'll know us well, of course, as well. Um, we've got plenty to say about fantasy football and FBL normally, so we shouldn't struggle to talk for about an hour today about game week 19. And game week 20, we're going to look over our teams, Luke, um, such as it is. I don't think we're going to enjoy that too much. Um, <laughs> and we're going to look ahead to game week 20, look how our teams are set up there. Hopefully with an idea that um, some of our dilemmas will help some of the folk listening in, because I think we all are in this together, right? We all share many of the same issues and problems at the moment. It does seem that way. It does indeed. Um, and they're ever-changing every every sort of hour. We've got to have a new plan in our mind, haven't we? That's how it feels. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a, obviously a bit of a blow with the postponements into 19. And then straight after 19, we got the postponement of the Wolves game, Wolves game after, uh, ahead of game at 20, which gives us a problem with Arsenal, of course, because a lot of us mm. lumped on Arsenal um, with a view, you know, trying to capture their form. And it has been great. And obviously a lot of us have benefited from that. But going into game week 20, we've lost that game. And that having, you know, mulled over the free hit for game week 19, many of us, we now face a situation where... We've got Salah at Leicester um, and no Arsenal players. Um, so it's a bit of a dilemma for us. And I, I, I imagine there's a lot of managers out there with that same issue, right? Definitely. I mean, I'm in the, I suppose you could say, fortunate position where I've got Salah still in my team um, because I didn't free hit. So I'm hoping to gain some of what I lost this week by having him. Obviously, it doesn't always work out like that, right? On paper, Salah should be a very good captain versus Leicester. And I imagine a lot of people would uh, would want him and, and have him as captain as they do most weeks for that game. But, of course, there's no guarantees in fantasy football, as uh, some of us found out this week as well, when they tried to hit the uh, the old free hit chip, hey, Mark? <laughs> Last five minutes. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that because, I mean, a lot of controversy in the community at the moment um, about what happened at the deadline. Um I was very fortunate because I, because of you know, obviously a lot of lot of family stuff going on at Christmas, and I I wanted to get my team out there mm. um, about an hour before deadline because I thought well if I stick it out there an hour before deadline I can go through my thinking on Twitter. I was gonna even gonna do a little video, but I didn't have time, so I thought I'd just get it out an hour before stick it out um, my thinking on Twitter to see if it, that would help anybody. So because I kind of set out to do that, I managed to get all my changes in because there's nothing worse than doing a video or doing a tweet and then changing your mind and then going, oh, actually, I didn't do this. I did that. So once I'd committed to doing a tweet an hour before, I locked in my transfers and made them before I did the tweet because then I couldn't change my mind. So I got away with it. I think during this time, I have made a couple of transfers, I think, fairly last minute, last five minutes because of obviously... 
the nature of stuff coming through on postponements. I think also as well, unfortunately for us, the community has benefited from these team news leaks, even though the deadline has gone half an hour earlier. There is still this idea that you might get some team news, mightn't they, before the deadline. And that has encouraged a lot of people to go late as well. I know the COVID postponements is one thing, but I think people are still going late in case they get a team news leak on Man City or Liverpool, etc. right? Because there's been a few of those around, right? Yeah. Yeah. I still think it, may, like, it makes sense at the end of the day. If you're able and you're in a position to do so, then you wait as long as you can to the very last minute. Why wouldn't you? You get the maximum information. Sometimes you can't do that. Life takes over. I work in a place I can't even take my phone or I can't guarantee I can look at it at a certain period. Other people will be in that position. There's time zones. There's everything, right? But you take as much information as you can. Obviously, price changes in hand. And unfortunately, the site going down, yeah, it's incredibly annoying. But, you know, it has happened in the past before. In this game, it's happened certainly in a lot of other fantasy football games I play. And you always run that risk as well. And as much as people don't want to hear it, there's a lot of luck involved in this game, not just in the fact that your players can return or not. I mean, there's, there's another alternative universe where people activated the free hit and none of their players did anything and it was a rubbish week and they didn't score. I mean, you could say that's luck. You could say games getting co you know, postponed is luck. You know, you can get in a particular player and he misses out, it's luck. You know, some was about to come off substituted after five, uh, I think he was waiting to be subbed for five minutes then he bangs just yeah, before he don't, goes off, right? Yeah, there's luck all over is what I'm trying yeah. to get and there's even luck these days in whether the website's going to work. You know, it's just, you just, the sooner you accept that into your life that we're playing a free game with eight million people, you know, the rank's not going to be held around your neck. You're not going to go to the grave with it on this, your gravestone. You're just going to have to accept there is some luck in this game, unfortunately, and plug on. It sucks, but we love the game and that's yeah. why we play it, right? And the, the thing is, I'm a little bit frustrated of myself because I know, I kind of know the deadlines where the infrastructure of the site comes under greater strain. And it is uh, midweek deadlines. So like if we have a, um, a midweek game week coming up, um, like a Tuesday or Wednesday night, and that's the deadline. Right. For some reason, they always get more traffic. And it is over the holidays when people are at home. Um, and, you know, Boxing Day was always one that, when I used to run Scout back in the day, um, I had a lot of battles trying to keep the website up and running. Obviously, now it's you know we we've got um, cloud servers and the and the infrastructure I put in place protects against that, right? But when you're talking about eight million people uh, accessing FBL, I've always known that Boxing Day has been a difficult one. When I used to work with them, I was aware that that was one where they have to put more servers in place for it, and they do have a system, as far as I know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of infrastructure. They do have a system where it it can um, has or load balancing and it, and it adds more boxes as more strain comes in, etc. But right. nothing is foolproof. Right? Amazon goes down, you know. It, it, you know, that, well, it could have got hacked. It's happened well, to PlayStation, yeah. PSN got hacked once. Like literally, so much of this stuff is out of our control. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying there's no skill in the game. There's a hell of a lot of skill in the game, but there is a hell of a lot of luck, especially in an individual game week. And yeah, I, I it just, sucks I just, I'm a bit pissed off at myself that I didn't actually, as part of my tweet that I put out an hour before, say, by the way, guys. Get your changes in. Don't leave it to last, the very last minute because the <laughs> you'd serve... have been hounded. You'd well, been, what about because I mean I fell the other way for the one mm. the Aston Villa game. I lit. I mean I made them that morning thinking the game was on because I was at work and I, I literally wouldn't have been able to look at my phone. And then I got right. two players were out. So yeah. I've had the other side of it as well. And it's just 
I don't know. There's no answer, is there? There's a little bit of luck. You try to make him as late as he can, but obviously now some people have learned you probably don't want to do it within the last 10 minutes of the game, which no. just in case. No. You probably want to do it within the last hour. No, but yeah, I mean, even though I've done that, though, even with the knowledge that I've got of, yeah, this can happen because I've played the game a very long time and I've seen it happen before. We've had it, you know, back years ago, it happened quite a few times in a season. Um, but this is the first time for a very long time because they have sorted things out. But obviously... The Boxing Day rush with people, all pe- everyone at home, obviously waiting for the last minute for the COVID postponements. And yeah. obviously as well, I think there is an element of, well, I might get some team news, even though it's, it's an hour and a half to go. I think they all conspired. And it's, you know, I, I feel for the people who, who really fell victim to it, um, you know. But, you know, like you said, this team's been hacked this season. There's been all kinds of things that we've had to deal with. I just hope the people who, who did miss the deadline because of the servers going down, can rally themselves and keep, you know, keep come back and have a good game week um, in game week twenty and 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 stay positive. But I understand the anger and frustration of it. Yeah. I, I would be as well. So, um, 100%. let's I mean, go, a, go on. Go sorry, on, Luke. Sorry. No, I was just going to say. I mean, if I'd have hit the free hit chip currently, I mean, we're going to go through our teams anyway. Mm. Aren't we? I, I, I'd be twenty four points up right now with Ronaldo captain still to go, whereas I don't have anyone to go. So I was never personally really going to do it unless the Spurs game was was confirmed to be off. And I think maybe other people were in a similar situation, but. Um, yeah, I mean that that's hard to take now, but the the chances are, or the hope is that maybe Salah versus Leicester can eat back some of that. That some of the some of the people who may not have him or whatever so the oh, situation yeah. is there, and then obviously yeah. moving forward, I've got an extra free hit chip, right? So I just have to hope that the free hit is success, as successful as it was this week, because I will say that the free hit chip this week and actually the last couple of weeks, if you've deployed them, have, have usually come out pretty well, because I think the the obvious picks on that week have done really well. I mean, this week, for example. I, Strikers barely score a goal in this game, it seems, but this week, every striker you probably would have considered at least got some sort of points. Obviously, Ronaldo's yet to go, but everyone else did. I think all the midfielders did. I mean, obviously, Arsenal did very well. Man City did very well. All the obvious picks. Spurs, they all did fantastically well. So, that's not always a guarantee, is it? No. I mean, the thing is, I, I, I saw some some free hits which are around 40, 50 points, which, you know, isn't much better than, than I scored, which made me think that I made the right decision. But then I saw some free hits... I saw Jay Eggersdorf, for example, got 89, I think. Wow. And, yeah. and the thing is, he hit all the Man City targets, right? He got Sterling, he got Mahrez, and he got Saka, right? That could easily have been, you know, De Bruyne, um, Martinelli, Bernardo, Foden. Martinelli. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think when you say the obvious picks, I don't think the Man City were obvious picks, right? It was almost a bit of a lottery who would get the bigger scores there in that, in that Man it City always team. always is with City, right? They could yeah. win six 0 and you, you, yeah, you could have the one who doesn't have the the points. Unfortunately, I think with Arsenal personally, I think Saka was the standout just because he's the most nailed pick, and I think he's had the best on the stats. And he, uh, th- that's who I had in my free hit team. But I wouldn't have said, you know, if someone's got Martinelli, that's crazy. He's been doing fantastically well, right? Or even Odegaard or anyone. I think only Smith Rowe would probably be the one where you'd say, oh, he's probably not going to start. And then obviously he still comes on. Unbelievable, your favourite guy. <laughs> Unbelievable that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, yeah. It literally has in the chat as well just before. Oh, I really need as I really I need him to come on and score with one shot. And lo and behold, there he is. The thing is, in isolation, right? If Arsenal are winning that game four 0 it's against Norwich. He comes on. I wouldn't be that upset that he scores with one touch. You'd almost expect any sub to come on in a game like that to probably end up getting yeah. something. The same as you with Man City. But it's when he's done it week on week. He's done it three games in a row. <laughs> and also, it was so it was it was a toenail offside decision which went in his favour. Yeah. That could easily gone against him as well. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of luck there for ESR owners. But yeah, I, I think actually the free hit was still, even though Kane came in, Lacazette came in, we'll see if Ronaldo comes in. I think I think I, I did a free hit team with those three strikers up front. 
I think Martinelli would have been a popular pick because he's a budget enabler, right, to, to get you Kane and Ronaldo mm. and, and Son um, up front. So I think Martinelli over Saka would have been a lot of people's choice. Um, Saka, I know you say, I don't think he was an obvious pick. I, th I think in many games, Saka's looked their best player, but never been their top scorer because ESR, Odegaard or Martinelli have crashed in with a, a yeah. double figure and overshadowed him. But Saka has been consistently their best player. This is the first time he's come out and exploded a double figure return, I think, to my knowledge of that size. So yeah. that was great game, time. By the way? I did, yeah. yeah. Did you see, was it Williams at left back? I couldn't tell. Struggled, didn't he? Williams at oh, left back, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the goal that Saka scored where he sent him one way than the other and then shot. What is Too it? Easy. Williams has given him so much room yeah. there. And that, I mean, they've had a problem at that position all season, haven't they? The other the Greek guy's not up to it either, really. And I think that's what would have factored into me maybe going Saka. I mean, right. It's easy to say hindsight, but I mean, I took screenshots of my team, but I would have done it. But Martinelli is also a fantastic pick. He's cheaper and his stats are... You know, yeah, but you are better, right. Though, you so are right. That that left-hand side has been a problem for Norwich all season. So the right-sided attackers have done very well, right? So if you use that historical you know, um, information, you would have gone Saka perhaps. Martinelli was up against Max Ahrens, who's probably their best, not only the best defender, maybe even their best player. So, yeah, you know, that, that could have factored in as well. But I, I, you know, I think putting a free hits team together that got 89 points like Jay did, it wasn't easy because you had to get the City players right to get that and you had to get oh, Saka. Yeah. So I don't think it was straightforward. So if you did free hit and you come in with a 45, 50, 55, 60, mm. that is still a decent score because it is difficult to pin. It, 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 getting 11 players who are going to score really well is not easy, which is one of no, the reasons why I didn't, I didn't do and, it. And, and on that City one, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think... We didn't know whether Foden or Grealish is uh, mm. naughty step had finished or not, right? And we yeah. obviously got the evidence this week. So, if you think those two are nailed, and they pretty much have been whenever they've whenever they've been fit, they've been playing. So we have to assume they kind of are. I know it's an ever evolving situation. They've been naughty. The other guys have done well now, so it's a different conversation now. But at the at that point, you have to expect if the naughty step is finished, Jack and um, Foden come in. And as a result, two other players don't play. Now we saw Kevin De Bruyne played as a false nine, so that's where Jack Grealish has been playing. So would he yeah. have played? Well, don't know. Mares obviously played on the right, but Sterling's been in great form and he plays all across the front three. His best position is the right wing. I think Sterling would have probably played right wing with Foden or Grealish operating in the false nine or left wing, depending on how they set it up. You know, there's no, we're never, never going to know that because Pep obviously already had in his mind he wasn't going to play these guys. So it's almost immaterial. But the point is, like you said, you could have ended up with the, the wrong players there. And if they'd have not been on that naughty step, you may have got Kevin De Bruyne or Sterling or Mahrez yeah. or whoever, yeah. and they could have easily just not played or cameoed, right? And it's So there's there's luck in that as well. Well, the other thing is that I had Gundogan thinking he was taking a penalty. Is they won two penalties and he never took either of them, right? Yeah. Mahrez and Sterling came up first. Now, earlier in the season, when they won a penalty, Gundogan picked the ball up or was given the ball. So I always presumed he was first choice, but so it seems he's not. No. So. Pep, Pep says Mahrez, I mean, he said actually literally last week, Mahrez is the best taker at the club. So Mahrez is, is always first choice, but I yeah. had Gundogan as second. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw the Sterling interview uh, about a week ago. I can't remember who it was, but basically he's, he was sitting there and he's saying, look, I've taken some penalties. I always put my name forward. He's terrible at penalties normally, though, isn't he? I know, but he does back himself. I mean, he's, he's even in the interview was saying that he's really good at free and really good at free kicks. And he said, oh, Kevin De Bruyne is slightly better than me. Yeah, but I'm thinking, yeah, he's quite a lot bit better, Sterling, to be fair. Um, but he wants to put his name forward for everything. So I yeah, think the reason yeah. he took that is he won it, didn't he? He so won he it and he picked the ball it. up straight away. And Gundogan was behind him. I think Gundogan was going to take the ball. I did watch carefully about how that evolved. And... Um, Yes, and he, he he put a good penalty away. And, and you know, without those two penalties, Marvez and Sterling wouldn't have been as high a scoring as they were. So that was luck yeah. as well. Anyone could have taken that pen, it seems. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a bit like the Man United situation. I don't think we can be absolutely certain 
who's taking the pens at Man City in a moment. But, no. but what we will say for Mares is he was a great free hit, hit, hit pick anyway, even if he wasn't going to play, because we all know that when he plays and he's on the pitch, the fact yep. that he gets a lot of set of pieces, he takes penalties, and he's just a gold mine for stats, and he's still right up there in an expected goal involved. Yeah. So why not chance him and have someone on the bench in case he doesn't play? So I don't, I have no issue with anyone picking him. Well, it's, I, it, I think start. he's been involved in forty percent of their goals when on the pitch, which is high, incredible. Probably the highest in the city lineup in terms he's of the highest goal. goals. He's the top goal scorer this season mm. again. A lot of them come in the Champions League, but he's the top club goal scorer. Okay, well, let's start looking at our teams because hopefully this will give people a bit of a pep up because we, you know, we we didn't exactly fly this week, and you know, if you did miss the deadline, end up with thirty odd points, you're not too far behind us. Luke, talk us through your your score so far. I mean, you're out as well, actually. You don't have Ronaldo no. tonight, do you? Right? Okay. No, so that's going to really dictate how it, how bad it is. Usually in these situations, I end up getting punished. I, I obviously expect Ronaldo to do something versus Newcastle. Who wouldn't? Um, I'm sat on 43 points. So my dilemma was, do I free hit or not like most people this week? Mm. I literally had uh, 10 players on paper, though. So for me, it was quite hard to um, justify using it. I, I mean, obviously, the free hit team that I made looked a lot better. Like, you know, Spurs assets don't have Ronaldo, Sun stuff. But I had Sterling in my team, which was the big issue. I, I thought if Sterling's going to play, I think he can either match or better Sun, potentially. And I don't know he's going to play. But um, obviously he did, and he did beat Sun. So that was the one grace where I think, okay, saving and not mm. using the chip was pretty good. Put my captain on Cancelo because I didn't really have any other option apart from Sterling, but I wasn't sure about Sterling's minutes. I had literally no one else in my team that I was ha happy to captain. So I went with Cancelo. I wasn't expecting a Hall versus Leicester. I was hoping maybe he could get a clean sheet. Obviously it didn't work, and he got an assist. So not not too upset about that. That all went fine. Um, the issue I had is I bought in Ben Davies, who I thought was nailed uh, for Spurs or close to, um, because I thought Spurs would keep a clean sheet. Obviously, he gets dropped for the first game. Wait, what's, mean, what was behind that? Any idea? Because Tanganga came in, didn't he, for the first mm. start as part of a back three? Well, when uh, people commented on Twitter, they said that Ben Davies had uh, COVID recently, and they think it's just a rest as a result of COVID and... Um, obviously getting back up to full speed. So I'm hoping he's back next week. But the fact they kept a clean sheet always worries you a little bit, right? You think, oh God, I don't know now. Mm. But I like to think he'll be back in. So that that was my biggest frustration, really. I bought in Broha because I had um, Davis from Villa as my striker, yeah, which yeah. was just no good in this time, right? Just literally going You need a full squad, yeah. I need a full squad. So I thought Broha is just the obvious name at the moment. He's a cheap striker. I know he's got some rotation issues, but he generally performed pretty well. I, I think he's... So good. He's a level above Adams and Armstrong. And for me, he might not start every game, but I think Ralph will want him to start every game. And the only reason yeah. he'll put him on the bench is because he needs to rest him, not because he wants to. Yeah. I think, he, yeah, I just think Broha's a far better play. He brings, he brings more to that Saints team than Armstrong and Adams, um, in my opinion. I think Adams is a... They're both decent players. Armstrong yeah. hasn't adjusted to this level just yet, but he's looked sharp and bright and he takes a lot of shots. Adams has got his qualities, but Bro has got physical presence and a bit of pace, and he can finish. He's got. He looks unreal. Yeah, yeah. He, looks, he looks a really good player. Yeah, I think the issue really comes from the fact they spent a lot of money on Armstrong. Obviously, Adams has been there, and Bro is only on loan. So, mm, yeah, how much of it is down to? At the end of the day, he's got to fight for the results right now, right? So I suppose that's not a factor. He's just going to have to play Bro because you you got to play your best players if you yeah. want to do well. So I, I suppose that's what it comes down to. And yeah, I ended up getting him in, him in, which was a decent move alongside with Ben Davis. So I've scraped to 43 points. Uh, Watkins got two. Antonio finally gets a, a goal um, coming on at half-time. Foden didn't start. Couldn't see that coming. But yeah, it, it, James getting the own goal. Zero points. Oh, God. I, I mean, 
What that was, you do I, about that? Well, I had Alonso, and as you'll see in a minute, I had Alonso and James going into that game, and I had a I had a forty points um, with two players there, Ronaldo captain tonight, and I was thinking if I get a clean sheet off Chelsea, I'm going to have fifty points mm. with Ronaldo to play. That's really good for a non-free hit team, and um, Villa had one shot on target other than the own goal, didn't they? I mean, they were Christ, pretty. Yeah, they were. They offered no threat really. I mean, they had a good spell in the first half. Very little in the second half. Ings and Watkins were ineffective in the second half. First half, they looked a bit lively. They wouldn't, Chelsea wouldn't have conceded had it not been for that freakish own goal. And really, Mendy should have done better with it. I mean, I know it was, it was through his own. He does weeks. make errors. He's gone from yeah. fantastic to, to pretty poor. And it happened when he first joined, if you remember. Mm. He was really good for the first few weeks and then had a bit of a dip. I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, it, the James thing, we really needed him to get some points because obviously the free hit teams, I don't think he was an obvious pick on free hit. I think there was probably better options. Um, so that was one we needed to go in our way, if he, our way if he didn't free hit and it just didn't work out. But mm. yeah, and if Ronaldo blanks, it's not the end of the world. I'll have my free hit team that I made, like I say, is 24 points down, taking into account Ronaldo blanking. So assuming he gets four points, it would be 24 points down. So can I make that up later in the season? Maybe, I don't know. I just don't see how I could have possibly... Um, used it when I had so many players playing. I, 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 you know, historically we use free hits when we've got blank game weeks, and to me it wasn't really a blank game week, so I didn't, I didn't want to use it if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely right. I, my, in my view, the thing with a free hit is you want to make sure you want to be as certain as possible that your free hit team is going to outscore the team that you would have had, right? And when you've got ten starters, the likelihood of that is reduced. Obviously, now normally we play in a blank game week where there's only like you know ten teams playing. And if you've got six or seven players missing, it's a given that, well, I could free hit pretty averagely and still outscore what I would have had, mm. right? So it's much easier to commit to a free hit in that scenario. In a scenario where you've got 10 or 11 starters already, and they, okay, they might not be the best players, but, you know, in any given game week, Broho, Livermento could have got more, you know, you just never know. So it's much more difficult to lay the free hit down when you've got 10 starters, I think. I was in the same situation Mm. I had 10 starters with, with my free transfer. I could get um, 11 players out and I did the same as you. I took a hit and got 11 out and, you know, I go into tonight with on 44 points. I mean, let's have a look at my team. Um, so, yeah, I had Alonso and James at the back. Um, and, yeah, I've got Ronaldo captain, which is hopefully going to be a, a saving grace and get me into the 50s if he gets a goal tonight. Because, like you said, Kane and, and Lacazette and Son all popular picks in the free hit have already delivered. So um, you've got to presume anyone who's free hit as well has also gone Ronaldo captain, right? So it's important I get this, it's something from him because I've lost Salah for him as well, right? So your situation can be somewhat salvaged by Salah going nuts at Leicester, right? Because then you'll get some of that deficit back. Yeah, well, that's the hope. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously if Davies had played, it would look a lot better as well. But that's just an unfortunate thing. But for mm. you, yeah, what's your plan now then about Salah? Are you are you looking to free hit this week? Or no, drop, no. What's what's the crack? No, Just I've got I've, captain. I've got to stick with the plan of free hitting in twenty two. The way the way I see it is that um, we don't know the exact fixtures for twenty two, but we do know it's going to be a fairly big game week because cup games replays have been cancelled to make room for it. So we're fully expecting twenty two to drop in. We're probably not going to get news on it mm. until before the after the game week 20 deadline, right? We're, we're pretty certain not to. Um, but I know already the teams that are likely to play, well, yeah. they'll try and get as many teams as they can playing um, in that midweek because obviously there's a lot of teams now to make up ground. Um, so like Spurs, for example, will have a double game week, right? So I'd rather have Kane on a free hit with two games than Kane against Palace, right? I know he scored against Palace, but 
you know, I think the games he could have are Arsenal and Leicester. He always does well against Arsenal. Leicester, we're expecting Salah to route Leicester, so why wouldn't we expect Spurs to route well, Leicester? That's one of the best fixtures in yeah. the calendar. So moment, if I get Kane on a free hit, who's certain to play both games because he always starts, obviously Kane with two games is better than Kane with one game. So that applies to other players as well. If Leicester play twice, I'd probably go Madison because Madison at the moment surely has got to play in Leicester's, in Leicester's first eleven. I don't think they can afford to rest him. He's key. So there's players like that, even players like Ward Prowse, where you think, well, he did well. Did he get double figures at West Ham? I think he did. He got a goal and assist and bonus. So taking Ward Prowse into two games at Southampton is a de- you know, decent. He's going to get you at least four points, isn't he, just for, by playing. So one assist and you're looking at seven or eight points. So I think any player, when they've got two matches, is gotta be, has got to offer more hope of beating your existing 11, isn't it? So it's much yeah. easier to play a free hit when you know that well, I've got seven or eight players who play twice because the odds on you getting a lower score than you would have got if you didn't play the free hit are obviously very much reduced. And that and that's what I've got to go with. I don't know what fixtures I'm going to get. I don't know whether I'm going to have any luck with like Man City rotation, which makes it easier to free hit, you know, because obviously Man City will probably only have one fixture. But of course, with a free hit, I can get any Man City player I like. So if it looks like De Bruyne or Sterling are definitely going to start, I would bring in one Man City player probably. Um, to cover that because obviously non-free hit managers will have their city players. So I'm hoping that rotation and team news, postponements and all that fall for me to give me an advantage with that free hit in 22. And I've got to stick with that. I'm not going to play it in 20 to get an Arsenal, get Arsenal players out of my team and to get Salah in. I think I'll just take a hit to get 11 out. But we'll look at our teams uh, in a moment. So yeah, I mean, generally I was okay. I, I think that 44 points is what I've got at the moment with Ronaldo playing tonight. If he scores, then I'll go into the 50s and I should get a small green arrow out of it, which in a game week where I've taken a four-point hit and a lot of free hit chips have been played, getting a green arrow is fine. I think that's that's decent result because obviously I'll be expecting to get a bigger green arrow in 22 when presumably there's going to be fewer free hit chips around because they've been played already. Be interested to see if people do free hit Salah in. Well, Would you do that in my situation? I wouldn't use a free hit for one player, no. I mean, Salah could easily, he could score three goals, right? It happens already this season against Man United, didn't it? But I don't think you can ever justify using a free hit for one player. Mm. Um, I mean, Jota and Trent have outscored Salah multiple times this season. It doesn't mean they are going to again, and I'd always prefer to put the, the armband on Salah, but it happens. Yeah. So you could get away with Jota or Trent captain quite comfortably you just have to get the luck that Salah doesn't go mad yeah it, it is it, it is I mean obviously I mean I'll hate to see people go and that's why you don't sell Salah post if if Salah does does score because obviously we all know the the danger of getting rid of Salah in yeah. this scenario we all know we don't need reminders if he does do well that no. oh you shouldn't have done that I know it's a gamble but at the same time he's got one double figure score in his last nine outings I fully expect him to get something from the game but then I would expect Trent or Jota to get something from the game as well. So if I captain one of them, which I probably will do, um, I hope that I'm not too far behind Salah. And then obviously, if there is, if I do lose out, if Salah does get a couple of goals and I'm seven or eight points down by captaining Jota, I'd hope to get those seven or eight points back in game week 22 when I use my free hit, right? So that's, that's the thinking as well. It's almost like, well, I've got to suck it up for these two game weeks yeah. and then hope I get it back, yeah. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, you can hope you can get that back elsewhere. Um, you know, so people. A lot of people did Salah to Sun. Sun's already scored. Let's not yeah. forget. So it's already they're already kind of up on that deal at the moment. 
Um, and yeah, everyone I think would <clears throat> pick Salah and probably have him as armband as they, yeah. as they could. They're not saying he wouldn't. But we've seen Trent outscore Salah multiple times. That could happen and suddenly it, it further adds weight to selling Salah was the right idea. We, we just don't know yet. I think both ways were, were viable and that's why there's a debate. Whenever there's a debate like this, there's never really a, a this is the way you want to do it, right? Until after the fact, which we, we can't know. So I think both options were, were viable. Um, yeah, and it's interesting to see. The other thing about the free hit is I think a lot of people will still use their free hit in 22 because um, mm-hmm. they'll just they'll just see the allure of it. Um and it's more maybe me and you, Mark, if we didn't use them, we'll benefit later in the season when there's that, say, big blank, I think, in 30 or something like that. Um, maybe that will be the time when we get something back because everyone else ends up with sort of five, six players, right? And like you say, we've just got sheer volume of, of actual bodies turning up. We may, may end up giving us 15, 20 points extra there. So, yeah, it, it's a long way to go yet to see where we'll get it back. But I'm sure we will at some point, I hope. <laughs> That's the hope. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, I'm saving a, a, a my second free hit for later when you're talking about that blank that'll come up in game week 30 which is mm. traditional use of the free hit right um and it might be i mean i think when we take stock and look back there'll probably be very little in it right it'll be you know those who free hit probably. in 19 or those who kept salah or those who free in 22 yeah. the advantage would be like 10 10 points right it might not be massive i think again i looked at this and went what is the one that has got the potential to be the biggest margin of advantage and you could say that could be Salah if he gets a hat-trick, right? But I would have thought if I've got six or seven players, I don't expect to get 11 players who play twice. I think that's far too much to ask. But no. I'd hope I'll be able to get six or seven players who play twice. Certainly the defence, if I do a good job of picking my goalkeeper and defenders, I should get most of them playing twice, right? And avoid COVID. As yeah, well, of course that, I've yeah. got to do that. Well, yeah. That's a given. So I'd hope that you know with six or seven players playing twice in 22, that would get me around... 15 to 20 points all right so salah's got to get salah's got to get a double figure to beat that and am i 15 to 20 points behind a free hit team in 19 depends what ronaldo does tonight i would say i'm probably about 10 points behind if about the average i think the average was 55 at the moment so yeah it's i mean they did well that, though it's all like say the free hit in 30 we all know that if people mm. want to have as many players out as possible in that game week they'll start making you know unoptimum transfers won't they they'll start removing good players for poor options because yeah. they don't blank and then they have to take them back out again potentially depending on when they're using the wild card and so it, there's so much knock-on effect that you can't really account for i don't think you can ever say it's this specific decision versus this one because the knock-on effect and the the paths we go down after it are just totally different. And I think in the early season on Black Box, you were using that site where if it had gone a different way, this is what my team yeah. would And it's, it's crazy the tributaries we could end up going down. And <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes it's best not to look back, isn't it? Right. So I think that a lot of luck's going to be involved in whatever scenario you've gone with. But I think what I decided was I'm going to go with a scenario and stick with it and try not to let anything like another postponement sway me. Uh, I think if the Spurs game had been off, I think that wouldn't that wouldn't have changed my mind because... I think that actually made the free hit more difficult because you're taking Son and Kane out of the equation. So um, I wasn't waiting for any more postponements. I'd already committed. And I think I've just got to watch that Liverpool game and hope Salah only gets a single return and doesn't go double figures. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's a very interesting period. I just hope there's no more postponements and no more crashes, obviously. Um, Let's look ahead then to to game week 20. Um, And obviously that Leicester-Liverpool game eight o'clock on Tuesday is going to be the one that most of our eyes are on. Um, anything else catch your eye there? I mean, obviously Son and Kane did incredibly well at Southampton last time out. So people who have not free hit, but take those players into that game will expect something out of that game. Southampton, though, difficult team to call after beating West Ham, aren't they? 
I'd, yeah, Southampton is just difficult to call quite often, I think. They usually think that they'll probably get a goal. They seem to be able to do that. They go from periods of looking like they can keep clean sheets, and then, but then on the data and historically, they've not been very good at that at all. So it's hard to call that. Obviously, they've got the home game, which you'd, you'd like to think is some sort of advantage. It's a tough game. You'd ima- I'd imagine Spurs, with the way that Conte seems to have getting them, got them playing recently and the little period of rest that they've had, they look a lot better. So I would probably back Spurs to win that game, uh, maybe a 2-1 or something. But, you know, I, I think like any football game, it, it could easily go either way there. It's tough. West Ham, Watford, Antonio obviously got his goal. Is that going to signal a recovery for him? It's a good fixture if that's the case, right? Because Watford will concede chances. Mm. Um, so I think if you're taking Antonio into that game, I've got Bowen. I hope Bowen starts. Um, there might be a bit of rest of rotation, but I think Bowen, I mean, the thing about Bowen is he, he was a championship player and they're used to playing every bloody week, twice a week, aren't they? So I think yeah. Bowen will be okay. So Vlasic well, played last week and he doesn't normally play, does he? So I think he's one that's going to probably going to come out now. You could say that. Ben Rama think, might start, right? And, and then, yeah, sort of between Ben Rama and Bowen, you, you he seems to favour Bowen over Ben Rama, I think, quite often in his substitution. So I'd be fairly confident. In, in, in any case, he'd probably come on even if he didn't play. And you'd take 40 minutes of Bowen versus Watford, I think, wouldn't you? Or mm. 30 minutes even. Um, I don't know if it's a signal for Antonio to come back. I'm glad he got the rest. But, I mean, at the end of the day, his goal was from a corner where it's flicked on and he's standing in the six-yard box. It's not like he it's not like he ran up the pitch, beat five man and smashed it in the top corner or anything, is it? So he was in the right place. It's a good fixture. He's got good stats historically. So let's just hope, I guess, because his recent stats have been pretty, pretty poor. So oh, dreadful to see. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's like, it, I, I mean, for a striker playing in his position, I think he had one shot on target the last six matches. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so there, yeah, I mean, he's got decoys, a long way to go. Every every forward in the Premier League seems to be a decoy, pretty much. Um, and, and Antonio had been fulfilling that role very, very well, just standing <laughs> standing anywhere but centre forward. Um, yeah, I mean, we've said it about Kane. I mean, even him, you know, he's he's got Son and Moore around him and, and we saw yesterday just how much, I mean, Kane got his goal, but Son and Moore, again, were arguably the bigger threats, right? Or Moore, certainly. So, you know, it, it is funny looking at all these teams and looking at the so-called centre forward as the focal point of the attack. It's not really the case anymore. There aren't many teams where that's the case. Even you look at Vardy, he's gone for us now because of the rotation, um, you know, teams like Man City. I guess Lukaku coming back and his performance good. at Villa, yeah. I mean, could he be a factor in the second half of the season? That that certainly is something we ought to keep an eye on because he's the kind of player who can make yeah. a difference, right? I think from 26, I think it is, where Chelsea's blanks as a result of the, the cup game um, and their fixtures sort of turn very good. And I think Chilwell's probably back around that time yep. as well. So I think from that moment on, you're going to be looking at Chilwell James again potentially as a double up and then it's going to be maybe one of Lukaku or Mount and given the fact that we seem to have a lot of midfielders that are pretty good and not many strikers I wouldn't be surprised to see Lukaku in people's thoughts if he yeah if he starts to to look the business because he does look unplayable at times it's just whether Chelsea can work out to play with a centre forward because in that first half I mean I mean I know Pulisic is in a centre forward but he barely touched the ball again and it's a you know that has happened to Lukaku in other games right so we're still not 100% on that but Let's see how it progresses, I guess. Well, it's funny. I was watching the game owning James and Alonso, and they both had good situations out wide, and they had no one across to. It's like, you know, both of them, mm. uh, James had a poor game, but Alonso put in a couple of good crosses first half, and there's no one attacking it. And second half, it all changed around, and it was Hudson-Odoi who profited with the assist. But, yeah, Lukaku, I think, even when he was fit, 
in the last period, I owned him through that. And in fact, his last goal before the Villa goal yesterday was against Villa. Um, and I had him in that game. And yeah, they just struggled to get a, a system of play with him in the team. So it will be interesting to see if they can work him back in because there's no doubt he's a he's a weapon, right? He, he's Like I said at the start of the season, I think he's the most complete centre forward in the league, right? Kane, he can do things that Kane can't. Kane wouldn't have won that penalty. He wouldn't have run from the halfway line, shrugged off a defender, then yeah. drawn I mean, the foul. You know, it's, he he can do got, things the, that others can't. He's similar to Broho, right, where he's got the power and the yeah. mobility together. And then, um, obviously, he's got a knack of actually scoring goals as well. So it's a rare mix. He's just trying to work out how it's going to how it's gonna work for him. And their, their tactic, on paper at least, with two wing-backs who can do pretty good in terms of crossing, certainly in James's case, um, maybe not so much in Alonso, but maybe, maybe more in Chilwell's case. Yeah. It makes sense, right? But it's just, we, we haven't seen it yet just simply because of the timing of injuries and everything. Either James mm. wasn't in the team or Lukaku and everything. So it will be interesting to see. But a lot is going to come down to their centre midfields. They've just been struggling so much in that era with so many injuries. If Kante just can't stay fit, can he? Kovacic is coming back now, so I'm hoping that'll improve them. But I think there's there's big issues in that, that two in centre midfield. And um, that... You know, it goes a long way to how they play at the end of the day. If the defence is playing out to the centre midfielders and they're making the ball tick over, if they can't make that happen, then it affects them in the build-up so much. Yeah, it looks like they're coming back. Like Kovacic came on in the second half. I'd expect possibly Kovacic to start the Brighton game. Maybe Kante be rested, but I'm sure they just want to get minutes in his legs. So I think they're like almost the first choice midfield for that Brighton game for part of the game. Um, I'm sure they'll rest Kante again. Do you think I'll get another start of Alonso? I think I will, just by default, because they've got too many injuries at the back now. I mean, he's started every Premier League game when Chilwell's not been around, I think, at left mm. wing-back. So there's, I don't think there's any reason to... I mean, you could just say, yeah, Christmas and it's 48 hours, we're going to give someone a rest. That can happen to anyone, but it's not worth thinking about, is it? You just have to assume he's probably going to play. I don't think... I mean, in terms of the team, we know he's not particularly good. He was defensive. Oh, I can't wait to hard. get rid of him. I yeah. I mean, but the other factor is, in terms of FPL, I don't know if you saw, in the last five yeah. minutes, Chelsea are 2-1 up. There's like four minutes to go. You're thinking, just see the game out. You know his manager's thinking that. And Alonso, in from open play, is standing in the six-yard box. And he almost scored. He had that shot, great. which was blocked. Yeah. 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 I know, like, I know. What, what are you doing? <laughs> What's he doing? I know. He's a funny player. Though. He's clearly the weakest link in that team, there's no doubt. But oh, he, he can be... He can be so effective. I, th- I think Aspilicueta will probably come in, but I think they've got an injury to Thiago. I think there was talk that even um, it was Chalobah went off injured as well at halftime. You know, Tuchel didn't mention Chalobah, but I think there's talk that Tuchel took him off because he had a problem. Um, so they've got injury problems at the back. So I think Aspilicueta may come into a back three rather than replace James or Alonso. So the two mm. fullbacks could big. start. Yeah. Last Christmas, I don't think he's going to... Yeah, I don't know if it was a muscle injury. I think it looked like it, so... That's that's a worry for them. Um, yeah, but yeah. Brighton, they look good in t- at times, but have they got the attack to worry Chelsea? Um, I, when you look at the fact that Villa didn't get, you know, they had one shot on target, I don't think Chelsea can see too much to Brighton, but it depends on the team they put out. Right, talking about teams being put out, you're the expert on Man City. <laughs> How do you see it going for Brentford, the team sheet? Oh, what, for the way Brentford are going to put their team? Well, Man no, City. Man City, who's going to play? I mean, is De Bruyne going to wow. come out again? Because I'm surprised that, you know, he started three in a row now. Yeah, I mean, I, I we can't know, like I say, because of the two naughty boys. But I think, for me, I always felt like Silver and Gundogan would play in centre midfield last game. Because I think, especially with the fact Rodri was out and you got Fernandinho there, Fernandinho mm. and Kevin De Bruyne, and you saw how many goals Leicester scored by breaking in their centre. Mm. It doesn't really work to have De Bruyne in there. I mean, they suffered just with Gundogan. Gundogan is better than De Bruyne at that, at being defensively minded, right? 
So a lot's going to depend on Rodri. If Rodri's out again and Fernandinho's out, I can't see how he can even play De Bruyne. Well, he can't play Fernandinho, can he? Because he's not going to play him back-to-back games. I don't think he's well, got the legs there. So who's he going to play in defensive midfield? Well, Is he actually going to put Gundogan in as a defensive midfield? Well, he did He did in the Champions League final, didn't he? So yeah, perhaps this, he is, will. this is true. Um, I think, I think, think Rodri would be back, though. I think the, the talk think. of Rodri was that, you know, it was that, you know, like he said, mind you, he said this with Walker, didn't he? He's like, he's, he's not fully fit. He didn't say he's injured. He just said well, he's not fully he's fit. He's got COVID. There's rumors is there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the it's, case, then yeah. From pretty reliable sources, it's, right. it's, it's that he's had COVID. But it's it's tough because of that. I, ultimately, I just don't know if De Bruyne would play because he looked extremely leggy and he played in the false nine position, not in centre mm. field. So it's, I'd say, more 70-30 that he doesn't play. And if he does, it's probably again at false nine and it will be because Jack Grealish still hasn't been forgiven. That's that's the but your money is your money on Jack and Jack and Phil both starting. I say Jack and Phil like they're mates of mine, but I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't hang Good out with Jack them because you, you end up in a really bad late night hangout, <laughs> you wouldn't know where you'd end night. up, <laughs> yeah. But um, Jack and Phil, do you reckon they're going to play? Well, Foden came back on, didn't he, and came in. So, can we take that as a sign as he's been forgiven? Yeah, I think so. I think right. Foden will start. That's my so. Thinking. Is it Jack that's the bad influence that he just didn't bring him on? I, I, mean, it's so I, hard to I would put money on Jack being the bad influence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So maybe he gets extra punishment. I maybe. don't know. That's sold. Well, he paid for that, didn't he? The extra punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. Apparently so. Um, but yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, because, I mean, that would solve an issue for Pep, right? Because he's trying to fit Gundogan, Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva into mm. into two positions in centre midfield. Yes, Kevin De Bruyne can play false nine as well. He's plays two positions on the pitch. So if you if you subscribe to the theory that Kevin De Bruyne is so good, he's back, he needs to play, then he's only going to play those one of those two positions, isn't he? And if it's very easy for him just to say, well, I'll play Kevin De Bruyne up front again then because Jack's been naughty. But if Jack's been forgiven... <laughs> Suddenly, De Bruyne's so, probably out again. So many factors behind <laughs> this, isn't it? And this is what I mean. Like, if you manage to nail the two top scorers in that Man City midfield with your free hit, like Jay did, congratulations. Yeah, because it's, it's so difficult to predict match to match to match. Not only who starts, but even when they're all out there, who's gonna who's gonna be the one that gets a double I, figure I, return? I would have said, I'd, I'd, I'll go out on the limb and say, mm. let's just say they're forgiven. I say yeah. Foden plays left wing or yeah. up front. Right, and you get Jack Grealish comes back in, and he plays left wing or up front. Those yeah. two are interchangeable; they change in different games. Right, you've got your right wing spot, which is incredibly tricky at the moment. Yeah, Zeus, I reckon. That's who I was going to go for. At the end of the day, he's the one who's not played recently, mm. and it just makes sense in a fitness perspective to yeah. give Jesus the game. Right, so I think Jesus is probably in front. I think with Mares and Sterling, they're both in great goal scoring form. You know, you can't really say anything else other than that. And I think Jesus will come in. If if Grealish hasn't been forgiven, you know, another one of them could play. But I think Fode, the bottom line is Foden looks the most obvious pick to me for this week if you're going to go for a Man City midfielder. And he is, even regardless of this week, I think if you take into account every game, you just think Foden's top of the list. Yeah, and it's interesting as well. Like if you haven't got Salah, I mean, I'm going Jota captain. Would Foden be a candidate? Because I've seen a few people look at Foden for captain. I think so, but I've, I always think in that scenario, why not Captain Cancelo? Because you never know the minutes mm. for the for the forward, yep. and people just seem to have a mind block. I mean, Cancelo conceded what was it four goals? I can't how many goals did they score to concede to Leicester in the end? He still ended up with eight points after conceding <laughs> a captain, nightmare yeah. amount of goals. Yeah, and mm. I think you always have to back Man City for a clean sheet. And he can get anything attacking-wise. So he's quite reliable, and he's also got a really high ceiling. So I think of any of the Man City picks, Cancelo is still right near the top as a captain pick most weeks. And if you told me Foden's getting 90 minutes for sure, or Sterling's getting 90 minutes, or Mahrez is getting 90 minutes, they would jump ahead. But I just don't know that, and they're always liable to cameo. So 
I think Cancelo's. Yeah, and, and the other thing as well, I, I've looked at Brentford for quite a while because I've had Mbomo in my team for far too long. He's gone now, so I've watched a lot of Brentford. And I, from open play, I mean, they rely so much on free, I mean, on, on the set pieces. From open play, they don't have much invention. They're not going to have a lot of the ball. Uh, and Bomo went off, so presumably he's going to be a doubt for this game. So they haven't got his pace up front. I don't see the threat from Brentford. Other than corners, set plays, corners, right? I don't see the threat to Man City. And Man City, actually, I think are the best have the best defensive record against set pieces in the league. I think mean, oh, right. they've conceded okay. very few goals and corners, so they're not weak on set plays, Man City. It's probably because they don't concede any corners, though. There is Where that, is but I think it's conversion. <laughs> I, I've looked at conversion, oh, and they're okay. actually pretty high on that. So I I struggle to see Brentford scoring, so I think Cancelo, maybe over Foden, would be the way to go, yeah. Well, in, in those games where they're going to be facing against low blocks who are just going to sit in entirely, Pep has made the comments that he doesn't think De Bruyne plays... That's, that's right. His style. He has said so that. Yeah, and also I think he often likes to have the left foot on the left side and the right foot on the right side to get behind the defence. He's commented on that before as well. So that lends it to Sterling Jesus on the right, potentially one of those two, or obviously uh, Foden being on the left wing. The other factor is if Walker's back and he's suddenly back in the team, then you've got Cancelo at left back, right, who's right footed. Mm. Um, so therefore you'd want a left footer on the left. There's so many factors here, isn't there? But I just think when they're sitting in, Cancelo will be pushed right up the field again. He gets a lot of the space. He's basically their playmaker, especially if De Bruyne doesn't play. Obviously, the playmaking then comes down more on, on him to, to produce from the sort of back areas because it's only really him and Bernardo that are the, the creative outlets, I would say, in the back areas. Uh, it's probably harsh on people like Rodri and Gundogan. They're very good as well, to be fair. But I think there'll be more onus on him to create when De Bruyne's not in a team. De Bruyne's a great player, but he seems to have a knock-on effect on a lot of other assets. You know, he, he makes Silver probably sit a little bit deeper, doesn't have to be as creative. You know, we already know he affects Gundogan from from looking at the past. Um, so as great as he is as an individual, it's questionable how much a use he is in terms of with the team and how much he affects mm. other assets. It's very mm. tricky. It's a bit like Ronaldo of United, right? He, he he is such a fulcrum. Everything goes through him and is aimed at him in terms of the build-up. What do you make of Bernardo at the moment? Because obviously he was a bandwagon. I think it's 17 goals now that have gone in and he hasn't returned on any of those goals. Um, obviously, people with him will be fidgeting now and thinking, should I move off him to another asset? What would you do if you're Bernardo? Well, the bottom line is at the moment he's playing every game, so you're buying a ticket every time. Um, and he only missed out through injury, came off because of that niggle, didn't he, at half time, which was really frustrating. I think he would have got points there. I think he's been unlucky because there's been multiple times, even in that game I just talked about, he pretty much had an open goal. Um, the bottom line is he was overperforming in terms mm. of his returns and now he's probably slightly underperforming if anything even if the data is a little bit better because like i say he's had a few quite clear cut opportunities i i don't know i think there's better options at his price in other teams personally but i think you can also go the way of saying well i'm buying a ticket he's in the team and he's playing and and you know we still don't know the full makeup whereas if if pep is liable maybe he is going to play Gundogan and De Bruyne one time in centre midfield and he is going to rest Silva we haven't seen it yet but maybe that happens so that would obviously add more information where you don't really want him because his main asset is his nail or we have seen him in the front three before so if that was to happen suddenly he becomes a good asset again right now I don't think he's a good option to buy um, but I certainly wouldn't sell him ahead of Brentford I mean I don't see how you can no. sell him for Brentford no. um, after that I'd look to address it though personally because I don't think with De Bruyne back in the team he's as good an asset yeah, no, I've got to agree with that, I think. Um, okay, let's look ahead to our teams for game week 20. Um, there's that captaincy on side, which looks must look so comforting for you, right? 
Well, it's been kind of boring most of the seasons, to be honest. You know me, I like to try and mix it up, but I just, I'll only mix it up if I genuinely think the other person can outscore them, which, you know, I did for Cancelo a couple of weeks ago when he did that massive haul. That was great, but I'm not going to chance it in this game. I think Cancelo could do great against Brentford, but there's no reason not to captain Salah here. And as you say, it's just the added bonus that a few people around me might not even have him. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be on Salah. I mean, my only issue really for my team, as far as I can tell, is... I've got Davies on the bench. I like to think that he is going to come back. Yeah. I, I don't know that, but at least I've got one spot there. Villa, Two Villa assets, so I can't do anything about that, unfortunately. And then Ramsdale's obviously in goal now. They only just got, like you, we've suffered this goalkeeper issue ever since we decided to go down the path of Guita. Um, and <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm thankful that Ramsdale got some points, but now he's out again. So I think it just makes sense. And we were talking a little bit before just to go to David De Gea at this point. Yeah, I think I think Arsenal got those missing games coming up as well, right? So you look ahead, mm. they missed two games between now and game week 27. So you're going to need a reserve keeper or you're going to need to get rid of Ramsdale. Um, so, and I look at De Gea and think, the other thing that makes me think, let's get rid of Ramsdale is, well, two things for me and you is that we didn't pay, we don't lose any money by getting rid of him because we got on him late. Right? No. So we don't yeah. lose any money there. Also, if you get rid of Ramsdale, you can look at Tierney, and Tierney looks looks great when he's fit, and he's had a run of games now. He got his first goal of the season yesterday. He looks so strong in that Arsenal team, and I've got Reguilón, and I think I can set up a rotation with Tierney and Reguilón where they'll always have a home game, and that course, to me yeah. looks really nice. So I think I'm going to go Ramsdale to DDG to get in Tierney, and obviously it opens that up. You can get Tierney. And Ramsdale, but you're not going to do that because of the midfield options, right? You, if anything, you want two midfielders. No. Well, exactly. So, I, for me, Davis, right, if he is a problem, which I'm not sure he is, I only got got him because he was just a cheap way in and I wasn't sure Regulian would play all the games in doubles. I thought it's more likely the centre-back will play all the games. We saw Sessegnon come in, right, and I thought, well, maybe. I know he got injured again, but it's more likely a win-back gets rested. But for me, I can change Davis into either Tierney or Regulian moving forward as well. I've got the money to do that. So that's probably a long-term plan if he's an issue. Uh, Ramsdale to David De Gea is the obvious move. And then I've got Sterling there, who I just said I'm not 100% he plays. And it's really tricky because obviously if he starts in the lineup, he could do fantastic there. But I think just moving to Sun at this point probably makes sense. So I might take a hit. I might do Sterling to Sun and Ramsdale to David De Gea. Um, that might be my moves. I might just chance Sterling one more time. I'm not not 100% on that. In terms of the other option I've got is, like you say, I could replace Gunnarsson. I could just go to either Backman or something like that. I can afford mm. to do that and still do, do those moves. And then I've got two goalkeepers, which appeals. because Not a bad idea, well. is it, at the moment? Yeah, and then just hold Ramsdale, but then I miss out on David De Gea. So I'm not sure which route I'm going to go yet. The issue around that is if I go for Batman, there's news today that Foster's pretty much back in training. And I don't know whether it would be just my luck with goalkeepers <laughs> that Foster comes back <laughs> and then plays in that double. Yeah. Well, Watford's double's actually really appealing. Yeah, paper, it is. Isn't it? it is, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't back them for clean sheets. I'm not mental, but I feel like they could do okay over across the double. Mm. But it would be just my luck that I get Backman and then Foster comes back in. So that's at the moment lending me to go back to David De Gea instead and just because I just can't play that. I mean, there's no saying for sure that Foster just comes back in. Do you think? No, that just I, I think he's first choice. I think he's first. Choice. I don't okay, think Backman's so you... done enough right. in, to make him look like he's a number one over Foster. So I think Foster will come back in. Yeah, not yet, but probably in jan- mid January. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I could always do that later, right? I could just do the David De Gea and then later on hope I get a transfer and just do Gunnarsson to Foster because he's four million, right? Yeah. So, so maybe I could. The only thing about De Gea is, of course, he plays Wolves in game week twenty-one, and Wolves have yes. just had their twenty fixture postponed. There is eight days between now and then, 
Mm. Um, and Wolves, obviously, will be under pressure to get that fixture on, but there's no guarantee. So if you are going to Hay, you've got to have that in mind as well. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a... I think there's a good chance that Wolves United game will be on because <clears throat> they've got time to obviously get their players through that. They haven't got a big squad, though, have they? That's the thing with Wolves. Well, the worry is we take it, we take it at that point but we don't know how it develops. Like you say, there could be new players that end up getting COVID. I mean, they seem to, as crazy as they they publish these guidelines and then they seem to mention injuries in the same thing, that we're only able well, to play these amount of players. Is it yeah. just simply because the numbers are dipped as a result of the injuries? So therefore, Exactly, yeah. So if injuries right. are ruled in the squad numbers down already and then the, other, the rest of the squad have COVID as well, then it's what have they got left. I think if you've got an under-23 player who's already appeared in a first-team fixture, they have to be considered. So right. what one thing that I've been doing is looking at who these teams have been playing in the EFL Cup. And, you know... A, oh, I love that. Love well, that research. Well, no, because like t- a team like Villa, I think they played um, an FA Cup time, played all their under-23 team. So that right. means that for Villa, it's really hard to get a game cancelled now because the Premier League can turn around and say, well, you can play all those yeah. players because you played them in a first-team fixture. Is this why Leeds so, are stuffed then? Well, that's why Leeds are stuffed. And that's why <laughs> yeah. I don't know... I think Wolves... You have to look at who they've played in their cup games and whether they've actually played any under-23s. If they have, then it's obviously it's harder for them to get a game cancelled. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one thing worth looking at. Yeah, I mean, the other side of it is, let's say they go at, the game does go ahead because um, they've got the numbers, it's eight days, so it makes sense that it will, right? Um, you could you could look at it and say, well, Wolves are going to be heavily affected. We don't know how much mm. of the effect their training's been impacted. You know, some players, obviously we know some people get symptoms, some people are heavily affected by COVID. They can't, you know their lungs are all over the place so you could look at the other way and say well it's a fantastic game because Wolves struggle to score at the best of times to have David De Gea versus Wolves and especially if they're lacklustre in attack or had their training affected I mean obviously he's a goalkeeper he's not going to be getting you 18 points or anything but he looks a very good pick right as, mm. as do some of the other I mean I'd, I'd really like to have either Shaw or Tellez if you could tell me which one was going to play they take some set pieces you know, they're, they're cheaper. Than well, that that's player. it, yeah. I know. This is why I think, you know, Tierney is clearly the arsehole defender I have for attacking mm. returns for me. Whereas if you're United, is, you don't know who to go for, do you, at the moment? Because no. I, I can't believe that Tellez is first choice over Shaw long term. No, I think exactly. Because Shaw's a better player, surely. So I would uh, have thought. I mean, if Shaw was to come back in, and I know he was a bit of a banter pick at the beginning of the season because <laughs> of his returns, but on paper it all made sense, right? And mm. he, he does fit that bill. I mean, we've seen already with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo, they dominate the bonus if they're a creative fullback quite a lot of the time. So if Shaw can take some set pieces, be quite offensive, um, and they've got just fantastic games at the end of the day, a sheer volume of really good games. I don't see how he doesn't end up being value at five, really, but I've been here before. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, <laughs> I think De Gea is the way I'm going. Uh, De Gea and Ronaldo for this run of fixtures, and then that'll enable me to get Tierney is the way I'm going. Um so let, let's look at my team because I don't have that Salah comfort blanket. So I'm automatically looking weaker. Um, I do have 11 if Gaeta is fit for the Norwich game. There's been a question about whether Gaeta, I don't think he's going to be. I think he's got COVID, right? They're no, they haven't come out. On and, the bench? No, he wasn't on the bench, no. So right. he was on the bench in the previous game with a finger injury Yeah. with Butland starting. Then the next game, Butland starts, Gaeta's nowhere to be seen. They, we know they had COVID cases. I did think it... I, I did think it was amusing they only made one change to their team and arguably that was to yeah. strengthen the team by bringing Joachim Anderson back in. So, if anything, Palace had a, had a decent 11 out, which is exactly what I expected. So, I yeah. think Gaeta was perhaps one of their COVID cases, which makes me think he's not going to turn up at home to Norwich. So, what I will probably do is go Ramsdale to De Gea because I've then got the fullback of Gaeta for game week 21 if De Gea 
doesn't play because the Wolves game is cancelled. So I think Exciting that's what I'm going to do. goalkeeper transfers all around then. I know, it's great. But to be honest, in this period, um, it, it's in, I think it's important to have a couple of goalkeepers playing because um, it's a pain in the arse position not to have. I don't really want to go in with 10 nice. men Stuff, and not have the goalkeeper. So, but other than that, I mean, I think Trent will play. I hope James and Alonso play. I think Reggion plays because he, to be honest, I think Reggion was really impressive um, in that game. He was getting forward an awful lot. And I think Reggion is, is certainly someone I'm going to cling to for the rest of the season. So I think he will play because I just think he's becoming integral to the way Spurs set up. I did think that perhaps Davis has been rested to come in at left wing back, but I don't. I don't see it. No, now. I think it probably is the COVID thing. I mean, you probably know this anyway because you're big into your stats. But I was looking for the whole the whole season expected goal involvement, right? Mm. So not just the period when the new manager's taken over from Spurs. This includes the tragic period at the beginning as well. And uh, Regulian's expected goal involvement is 0.27 per 90, which is only 0.4 mm, behind Cancelo. Good. It's mm. still right in the top. You've literally got Trent top, Reese James, Cancelo, Regulian as an order of, of four picks. So. Mm. He's just a good pick, isn't he? That includes the, the terrible period he had at the beginning of the season. So he yeah, just, he hasn't he got a, a proven record of goals and assists in the Premier League, right? He hasn't no. got that, but he's get. it's the positions he's taken up. Whenever I saw a Spurs attack, he was always there, and Mora could have let a couple go through to him, and he would have had chances. So I think Regelion, Regelion, I'm trying to say it correctly, um, we've said about four different pronunciations. I, say, I just go for Regelion, I don't Regelion. even know if it's right. Regelion, it's Regelion. Um, I, Regelion. Think, I think he's going to be an asset for me, so I'm keeping him, and the idea will be Alonso to Tierney, right? and then I can rotate Regelion and Tierney in home games. As we know, Arsenal are a lot stronger defensively in home games, and you know I'll play both of them when, I, when they've got good fixtures, but I think that's a nice rotation to have. So I think I'm going to persevere with five at the back, because I do think when you look at the fact that you've got Martinelli, You've got Saka, you've got Smith Rowe. I think owning two of them is viable, right? Because Arsenal look so vibrant in attack. So I think well, they've got some going cheap in midfield's fine. They have, but I think mm. as long as you manage through that, you're going to be okay. Lacazette's going to go for me, obviously. I think my plan was not make a transfer in this week, roll it into game week 21, and then go Son in, Brower in, and Alonso to another defender. I was going to make a hit and do a mini wildcard in 21. But I can't do that now because I've got to make the keeper change. So I think I'll probably take a hit in 21 anyway and get Son in for 21. Because Son's at Watford and I want him for that. He's a potential captain, I think, mm-hmm. for Watford away when Salah's got Chelsea. Um, okay. So I think I'm OK as long as I don't get any more injuries or postponements and I'll just do the De Gea to Ramsdale, a Ramsdale to De Gea move and play De Gea. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And obviously this could be redundant in about two hours' time. We don't know. but Well... This is it. It's luck, isn't it? Right. Everything's about that at the moment. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of the chat are talking about Everton, by the way. They're mentioning is Pickford or Calvert Lewin an option. Pickford, what, I said you to you, didn't I? That? Yeah, I do. I do like Pickford as an option as well, mainly because the odds are that they could have a, a game week twenty-one double as well as a twenty-two. So I haven't, I haven't ruled Pickford out as an option as well. He's four point nine, so it's a, you know, a, it's actually a downgrade in terms of price. Mm. Um, gets me naught too. So yeah, I don't Calvert Lewin. He would be ordinarily be straight into our, into our thinking, but uh, we need to see him in that team and and we need to see service to him before I'm willing to commit to that that price up front. Lacazette to Calvert Lewin is a move I could make, but I really need to free up some cash to go Gundogan to Son. So it's not in my reckoning at the moment. But I definitely pick Pickford's a good pick. Yeah. You're not going to go an Everton defender, I don't think. But no, the keeper, I can't for bring sure. myself to do Pickford because I just don't rate him as a goalkeeper, which is not a good way to play this game because they've got great games, right? But I just. 
I can't do it to myself, especially after going through Guita. I, just I was going to say, I've, the I've got Guita to do pain. the obvious move now rather than the slightly, yeah. which is, yeah, shouldn't shouldn't be a factor. Um, on the Calvert-Lewin thing, one thing I will say with him is we've seen this before with him where he comes back, even at the beginning of the season, he was mm. injured, right? And mm. then he wasn't even sure to start. He wasn't quite right. And he just has this ability, it seems, to just come back into the team and fire really, really well. I do agree with you on the service. He's a player that you would expect will need service because he stands in a six-yard box, doesn't he? He does a lot of work outside it, but in terms of you know, when they when they progress the final third, he gets himself right in there and he's going to rely on crosses and stuff. We know this. And the rest of the other team's pretty dodgy. The games are so good and he has got a record yeah. of coming back firing straight away. So it'll be interesting to see. I think I think you probably still wait at this point. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he just comes back and looks a great asset straight away. The fact he's got penalties as well. That's true. Always, me- it always means he's just going to be a good option, I think. And I come back to the fact that strikers in general are just all over the place aren't they and there's a few at the moment that have reared their head but outside sort of the top end like Kane Ronaldo Lukaku and then right at the bottom you've got like Broha there's like this middle bracket where Lacazette's kind of filling a spot Antonio's kind of justifying it but there isn't really too much else and that's where Calvert-Lewin maybe can can pop up so I think maybe give it a game week or two and then we'll have to see I suppose I, I'm thinking that I'm going to you know, after uh, the African Cup of Nations, Dennis is coming back, and I'm just going to go Broho and Dennis, right? And just go four five one or five four one. I'm not. I'm not going to play two strikers, no, um, no. and rotate Bro and Dennis because I just think I've always said the the volatile points are in midfield. That's where the swings are. And if you look over the season, you can name about ten midfielders who have all been in and out of fashion in terms of getting double figure returns. Gallagher, Damari Gray, you know, Rafina. ESR now, you've got Odegaard, who's consideration, Saka, Martinelli, Bowen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so many before you even talk about the City midfielders. You know, that's where, you know, trying to nail those one or two differentials every week with your transfers, I want to do that in midfield. So I want a back five that's settled and I can rotate either four or five of them. And I want a front two that frees me up as much cash as possible to mm-hmm. go with effective differentials in midfield. When I say effective differentials, I don't want to be changing midfielders around the 5.5, 6 million mark. I want to be changing them around the 7, to, seven, the seven to 8 season, million mark. We? Yeah, yeah. Me and you were both for that, where we want to use our transfers in the midfield for the... But I haven't managed to set my team up to do it yet. And second half of the season, I think that's my objective to do that. Um, that's what I want to do. But like you say, you've said it already, Lukaku could come in and be a factor. Carrot-Lewin definitely could. And that... It only takes one striker to really justify, start justifying the fee, mm. and it changes everything. But I would put my money on saying at the moment, I don't think there's one single striker so far this season that has justified their fee, not even Ronaldo, because look at the no. money you're paying for. Well, it. Antonio certainly did at the beginning, but yeah. for the last few weeks, def- definitely not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I think, I think one of these strikers do perform or whatnot it's just there isn't that fear factor with them they're just so low owned so it's, it's also the fact that you don't worry about them but they're also an opportunity because we're crying out for some differentials True. for some different ways to go obviously Salah going to AFCON and COVID is causing a bit of a differential just because everyone's team's completely different some have got seven players 11 but in terms of the player picks at the moment there's still that sort of nucleus of about 20 so if Lukaku and Calvert-Lewin and even Bamford or whoever can come back in and start performing just the more options are better right and it will start to show some diversity between the teams i think if they can so i really do hope they do start performing to be honest yeah and and this is it i think i think it's a good message to end on is that you know there's, there's 19 game weeks to go we're at the halfway point and it's been a 
a, a, a kind of a roller coaster season so far. It's, it's an asterisk season again. We've had a couple of those now. Um, but at the same time, we've got people like Az and Oscar who are absolutely flying and Oscar's got a chance of winning it, right? So I don't want to take away from what he's achieved and discredit this season. I want It's important that we still recognise the, the people having great seasons. Um, for the rest of us, we're muddling through and making do, yeah. but we've got to stay positive, haven't we? 100%. And I think there'll be, I mean, Az says it as well. I know he banters on here and he knows he's got lucky and I'm sure Oscar knows it as well. You have to get the luck as well. There's no two ways about it. You can do everything right. The skill's definitely there, but you also need to get the rub of the green. And, you know, you can turn up to your team one day and it's got six players in it because they've all been out and you've planned for it. What can you do about that? There's nothing you can do. No, is absolutely. There? So, yeah, you need to get that rub and everyone knows that. To be fair, there's rub of the green and then there's Az's luck. It's a different level, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, ridiculous. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Um, I, okay, yeah. I think we'll round it off there because we've done an hour. Um, Luke, it's, it's just always a pleasure to chat to you. I hope I hope folk have enjoyed listening to us ramble on. We didn't really have a set idea what we were going to do, but like I said at the top of the show, we've been playing these games for so many years. Luke and I can just talk for, for hours about it and just ramble on. So I hope you've uh, tolerated what we've gone on about and enjoyed what we've chatted about. And um, we may do this again at some point. This was just an impromptu one to fill some gaps for Scout. Um, but obviously I'm on Black Box and Luke's going to be on Black Box at some point the rest of the season as well. And Luke's always doing his Sky stuff on Scout as well, right? When's your next one of those? Yeah, um, usually Tuesdays or Wednesdays they go out. My PC's backfiring, so we'll start putting them out regularly. Oh, you got so. it back. Brilliant. Yeah, I've got that, it back. I'm on it now, so can't wait to get stuck into Halo, etc. at that, some point. That's good to hear. Okay. Well, that's great. Thanks for joining me, Luke. Thanks for thanks for the last hour. It's always a pleasure, of course. And uh, for the, uh, well, I think, 1,200 people listening at the moment and watching, so thanks so much for joining us for this impromptu stream and uh, hope to see you soon. Uh, yeah. Bye for now and good luck for Game Week 20, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. It was a pleasure.